I'll introduce myself. My name is Brian. I met Nikki at the Earthship Academy. I live in Colombia, so I'm away from the craziness. And what else? I work as um I work online as an internet person, but I'm more into like the magical part. So I guess that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I actually met Wendy the same month as I met you because I went to like uh, I met her in Taos the same month that I was there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Colombia? Do you mean South America, Colombia? Yeah, South America. Are you talking to us from there now? Yeah, that's wow. why the signal probably doesn't look great. I can <laughs> find, but you're yeah. a, little, a little dark in there somewhere. But I know you're there. Yeah, that's just the light. This is the only place I get internet, so I I can only sit here. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and Danielle's in Mexico. So we I'm in Mexico, yes. Nice. Well, a nice grid going on in uh, North yes. and Central. Yes, that I might move to, depending on what happens here in America. Yes. <laughs> I need to flee, I'm going south. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely, well, join. You're welcome to visit and check it out if you decide you like it, where I am. Yeah. All right, y'all. So here's the topic that I was thinking. Okay. Like in general, I want everybody's definition of what consciousness like means to you or what that means to you. And I guess maybe I'll start because, you know, like, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Basically, I, I, I think, um, okay. So like sometimes when people are talking about consciousness, they, they literally mean the difference between waking and sleeping. And that's not what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about um, like, what, like, why do we exist? Like what, what is the thinking mechanism or not even the thinking mechanism? What is the sentient mechanism that is within things? Um, and that to me is, uh, is something that's like really hard for us to define. And so, I don't know, I, th I think that's, that's, that is the missing element in, in all of our science. It's the missing element in uh, us being um, how we are, how we act towards each other as humans. And so it, it's, it's like actually like a huge, amazing, beautiful subject to, 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 to tackle. Okay, so like, that's not a very good definition for what it is to me, but it is like, um, trying to define like what kind of thing I want to actually talk about today. So like, I don't know, do you guys have, what are your initial thoughts on just consciousness? When I say consciousness, what do you guys think? For me, it's um, awareness. And to go a little bit deeper, it's I'm aware that I'm aware. And through that awareness or that level of consciousness i think you start to see things from all directions um, and you define things from all directions rather than just um, what you see is what you get or or a three-dimensional world that we live in is no longer viewed just as three-dimensional you know that what you're seeing is probably not the truth so as your consciousness builds you're able to read what is really going on out there in uh it's like living in 3D, but really viewing everything from a fifth dimensional point of view. So, and I'm aware that I'm doing it. I'm, I'm conscious and aware that what I'm seeing is not necessarily what other people are seeing, but it's how I would define my reality. And uh, 
it, um, I really got very much involved in the consciousness movement back in the 80s um, when uh, the Self-Realization Fellowship was big, rebirthing was big, self-healing was big, shamanism was big, and it, it really focused in just on me, my patterns, um, my dark side. So I very much went through a, you know, a dark night of the soul, only it wasn't a dark night. It was the total lifetime of, of self-realization and self-analysis. So for me, it's awareness and it's, it's being aware that I'm aware. What's behind the eyes is awareness. But then who's looking out through the eyes? Who's the one that's being aware? Then there's something even beyond that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Brian, Danielle, you want to go? Danielle, you want to go? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, I have like, I have things learned from other cultures regarding consciousness, and then I have my own, my own insights. So I'll just briefly like mention what I've learned. So, Actually, at the Earthship Academy, the founder, Michael Reynolds, he wrote this book. It's called like um, the Wizard's Book or something like that. This guy's a real wizard, like the guy that made Earthships. He's really connected. And he wrote this book. And he mentions in that book that consciousness organizes energy the way gravity organizes matter. So I looked at that and I started like having that in my head. And I realized consciousness is basically the spiritual aspect of the physical and you need both of these dualities to create the whole right to create everything we see so consciousness is almost like the operating system of the whole universe it organizes all the energy into organisms or entities or forces or bodies or people or whatever and this operating system it's basically like the it's the soil from which life comes out of and not just life, but forms, like planets, comets, like everything. Everything comes out of this, this fertile soil that we're calling consciousness. But it's, it's, such a, it's such a dynamic thing that to give it a definition, it's, it's already lost because, in my opinion, because our consciousness is basically the entire consciousness in, in one single drop. It's like the ocean is consciousness globally, universally. And one drop is you. It's like your, your perception of, oh, I'm living as Danielle, I'm living as Nikki. Well, you're just like one piece of this giant thing. But I think there's a way for you to connect with that. I mean, obviously, right, that's what we're talking about. Um, but basically, I think it is the dimension closer to God, where we could be like the physical dimension could be here. And then God is like the absolute here. This is like never changing. This is always changing. And then consciousness is like the glue that emanates from God and manipulates form somehow. That's how I see consciousness. I agree. I like to use that word glue too. For me, consciousness yeah. is the glue that literally is holding everything together. Mm. Yeah. It's so big. It's such a big, well, when, when Nikki presented this topic, I'm like, well, it's something, like, something that I always think about, but 
it's beyond words, like Brian mentioned, and everything that all of you have said is definitely an aspect of something that I think, but it's even so much beyond that. It's so hard to put into words. So I was starting to think of it as maybe in from psychology, like the id, the superego and the, the ego. And that's all part of it also, because I think, I think a lot of individual consciousness and then the collective consciousness and then the absolute consciousness and what those differences are. And I'm just starting to go back and forth with ideas about it in my head. And then I think of something, something so, something so small, if we would say it's small, like a subatomic kind of level, but yet there's still consciousness there. And what, what does that really mean? Nikki and I are taking um, a course with the, uh, the Resonance Academy, the, right? Isn't that what it's called? Resonance, Resonance. Science. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's basically um, quantum science, quantum physics, and thinking about the field. And it's, it talks about how consciousness is the basis for everything. And that science, you know, it comes out of that. It's not the other way around. But um, like the traditional modern science had had um, viewed it, so so that's an interesting. That's another dimension that I'm thinking about now because I always thought of consciousness going through school and learning about consciousness. It was more in the psychology aspect of it, and there is that, but it's even beyond that. So it's it's complex. Okay. I don't know. This is a. I was thinking which which area of consciousness should I should I think more about when you when you talk when you presented the topic, Nikki. Hmm. It goes into physics and quantum physics, and uh, even beyond that, I'm sure, into uh, different fields that we haven't even uh, labeled yet. You know, we can only look at it through our, our own level and see what is consciousness at this level. I mean, I've seen it grow and jump just since the, the 80s when it, it kind of first got big and they labeled, you know, growth and self-realization, um, consciousness you know and and now i think it's way beyond that and i think the younger generations like you have already come in with a a, a big awareness already uh i think in my generation it was a choice to whether you wanted to learn what that was if you wanted to go deep enough within yourself to start realizing who you were what a creative force was um it was, it was definitely a choice. A lot of people in my generation never took that choice. I think there was very few. But I've seen more people in your age group that are already coming in with a much higher level of awareness and already viewing things in the 3D world from a fifth dimensional point of view, you know, and knowing that, oh, what I see over there, that's not exactly the truth. That's not really what's happening. So you can use your intuition and, and delve deeper into something that my generation didn't necessarily do and unfortunately you're still not doing but i think our generation did learn that from your generation because i think humanity is is one single consciousness as well and every generation learns from the previous one even if we never meet i think it goes through the dna across generations so I've noticed that, yeah, I mean, if you go back the previous generation, the one before that, it's always more closer to like our animal side. But as, as time has progressed, like now with all the civil, like the, all like the revolution that's going on right now, um, you're seeing like, just like naturally humanity has been growing in consciousness. So it's this like mm -hmm. field that encompasses all of us, right? And 
even if you think like your generation didn't do much, Wendy, like I think you guys made steps that we didn't have to make. So now we're making more steps for the next one. So I see it all as like connected. And the fact that you did that in the eighties, that's like, I would love to hear about all that. That sounds really interesting. You are unique. <laughs> Because my, you know, all three of you would, would probably just say what you just said. But in my, in my many years of meeting many, many people, um, I would say a good majority of the people of your generation would not have that outlook at all. Um, now you see my friends. Huh? <laughs> he said you need to meet his friends. Yeah, I'm. Sur I, it's it's surprising to hear oh that because. God, I do. <laughs> Really, I'm having to move down uh, to each generation. Maybe, no, you have to say, uh, no, down. Uh, because I find so few people of my generation that think the way I do. Uh, it's very, very difficult for me. So, and Nikki knows where I live. I mean, I, I, am, I am far out away from everybody. And I live alone and I work at home. Then COVID mm -hmm. came in and that takes away travel and social life. Mm -hmm. And even within the last few months, it's like, <laughs> well, all these things are opening up. And I'm like, where are my people? Well, we're all isolated in that respect, which, um, which well, we're is right here. the good yeah. thing. What are we doing right now? Right. These round tables are happening. Exactly. What I'm getting consistently through my intuition is how these these roundtables are going to carry so much more light um out into the world than just maybe a one-on-one -on -one. but the you know the bigger the panel you can get of like-minded people just think of the group consciousness that that creates and that that bubble of light that then goes out everywhere so i think the roundtables are going to become increasingly more important whatever that topic might be, you know, might be around people just on the politics. I don't know. Uh, right. Just it's a far, far reach. Yeah. 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 And look well, at, I mean, we've got three different comments going on here just about. We do have three comments. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be the foundation for even more things than just conversation. I think alliances are going to come out of this. New communities are going to be built by people meeting online like this and having these conversations because the system that we've been living in is starting to shake a lot and it's not steady anymore. And that's even why we're even talking right now. It's because we're all in lockdown. So this is already happening. We're already starting to put the foundation for creating something new. Okay, guys. So I have, I have been thinking about something lately and I'm like, does, uh, is, does nothingness exist? Because to me, it's like, nothing, nothing is something, right? Like the void, the blackness, the actual space, like the medium that things exist in, if that's what you want to call the glue of consciousness or whatever. It's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if, if non-existence exists. Like that's, that's something that's, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> It kind of reminds me of our conversation with can if everything is a fractal and it's it, can you ever get out of that fractal? Can you ever get out of that? If we're in this universe and there are other universes, is it all st still part of the same one universe at some level? If there are endless yeah. universes, 
it's hard to know that. And it's hard. <laughs> it's going to be an unanswered. Is there nothingness? I know. And the thing is, is it's like, I kind of feel, you know, in that as above, so below thing where it's like, like, let's say you, you wouldn't expect a liver cell inside of an elephant to know what the hell it's inside of. You know, you wouldn't like, like, like if we are like the cell on top of a thumbnail of the earth or the whatever. And the earth is like a cell inside of the bloodstream of some other thing. Or I don't, I don't know how far it goes or this or that, but um, I like if we're all one as well, and like all of us are basically a manifestation of the same source energy in some sense, I, I just sometimes have a hard, a hard time like, uh, like an understanding two concepts. Why don't I have full memory before this or any memory before this or, and also what, like, what is blackness? What is darkness? What is nothing? What is the void? I don't know. It weirds me out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have an answer. Okay, let's hear. I think the void is the actual mother of everything so without a void there can't be anything because i mean just think about it for something to be in existence existence itself has to be a concept i think that's what the void is it's just being it's just the state of existence and then when form manifests into life into reality then it takes on solidity then it has properties then it basically gains attributes but those don't just come out of well they do just come out of nowhere but yeah, where they you, come need, out of. you need nowhere they come out of nowhere they come out of the void but the void itself is it is something yes it's, it's it's not nothing it's it is nothingness but it represents <laughs> something it represents like possibility and in yes. that possibility everything comes out but you do need that because otherwise there's no, there's no ground. Then how does, how is anything around, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah, that, that is the whole concept of infinity where it's like, you can't have true nothingness from, or you can't have true somethingness from nothingness. So it's kind of like there had to have always been something, even the nothing is some form of something. Um, and then you get into that like whole like it's infinity. Before form. I it's think it's, what? Be it's before form. Um. It's preform it's this just abstract potential right out of which comes out form but it's not a thing it's an idea it's pure energy it's just yeah it's 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 itself there joe dispensa who does meditations during his meditations he says go into you're nothing like at, at some level you go to nothing and you're 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 just nothing and that's that's where everything that is the void that's where everything is before creation that's all possibilities every single possibility is in that moment and then you're and then a thought will come and then it will take it will take eventually a form if it decides to get to that to go to that existence but it's every single th it's everything and nothing are almost the same it's like the mating point of the of the circle yeah. i guess hmm. okay i like that i can give you also like a mathematical vision of it because I had this flash when I was uh, working on the Fibonacci sequence. Um, do you guys, have you guys ever heard of that? Yes. We all so, know what the Fibonacci sequence right. is. So it starts, I'm just going to repeat it anyway. It starts with zero 
and one. So you need those two numbers to do the rest of the sequence, right? And then it's just like you add it, you get zero plus one is one, so the next number is one. Then you get one plus one is two, so the next number is two, and so on, right, for infinity. But without the zero and without the one, nothing happens. So the zero represents the void, and the one re represents the first creation, the first form. So this is like the, this mathematical principle that has kind of grabbed the essence of it in mathematical terms. Yeah, but know? to what end? Like, does it go to a point where then it like inverses in on itself again and goes back to the one, or does it does it in like what's infinity? Is infinity is like a loop, expanding? or is it just a forever? Uh, yeah, expansion. And that's the yeah, other that's thing good, that I don't, question. I, I don't like is, um, I don't like the whole concept of, um, uh, you know, like, oh, the universe is slowly dying and all the planets are like, they're sizzling out into nothing and slowly moving away from each other. And then we'll all just be in the blackness of nothing. But when they say that, like, we still have star nurseries, we still have planets and things that are being born today. So I, yeah. Well, everything, it will never not exist, even if there's a, even if a star dies out or a planet dies, dies out, it, its energy will still reform in something else. It's never not going to be there, I guess. That's what I think. Well, I mean, like uh, traditional uh, science basically says that it'll get, it'll get too far okay. apart. The distances of everything will get so far apart that it'll just yeah, they'll burn into nothing and all the energy will not be able to connect again. And I, I mean, with the Fibonacci sequence, if it does just continue to grow, 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 does it grow to a point of where it can't grow anymore? No, it can grow forever. But that's just like a mathematical principle. I think the universe's trajectory, that's, that's a whole different story. Like for that, I would just look at nature. Like what does everything do in nature? Everything is constantly renewing itself. It is born, it lives, it dies, and it renews. And in a proper alignment with nature, when it dies, it actually fertilizes the next generation. Kind of like what we were talking about with the spirituality. So I see the, I see the universe is doing the same thing. We're in a state of, con of expansion right now. Eventually it'll become contraction. And then it'll die, it'll burn out, like you said. And then a new universe will come out. At least okay. this is my intuition. What say you, Miss Wendy? Um, I wouldn't even use the word nothingness in relationship to the void. Hmm. Um, I think nothingness is very much a 3D terminology. And the void is so far beyond that. And so for me, the void is, um, as you've said, Brian, it's the potential of everything that exists. And I believe just through my esoteric studies that anything and everything that has now and ever will exist already exists within that void. So the void is full. It's already full, but it's the potential. And it's where everything from the past that has died goes back into to be reborn again. Because we go through this process of entropy over and over and over and over again. And whenever something has outlived its life, it dies. But its existence still goes on. And so it falls into a void until it's regurgitated again, maybe on a higher level. But the void is full. 
it's it's always full and it's where everything is is born and reborn and then dies and goes back and comes back again so for me the void is probably more full than our own existence right here right now because the we haven't seen the potential yet of the future we're only living kind of in the now and in the past but that potential of the future is sitting in the void and then when we create it we want it you know it will come back in again and uh, you know and with my navajo teacher um he consistently talked about the void as being something that was extremely full all the time with the potential things that we can't even think of but they're already there for the future um simply unmanifest so the thought is there but not manifest in our physical world yet so i wouldn't use the word nothingness to describe the void i don't think that there is anything that is just completely nothing everything's everything's alive everything's sentient just think about the things that we can't see because we're 3d our physical senses are so limiting as to what we can see but we know that there must be a whole lot of other things going on out there that we can't see so it's not that there's nothing there there's lots there but we don't have the capability of tapping into it yet and when we would want to uh uh if we were going into healing ceremonies and we did sweat lodges the whole purpose of going into the sweat was going into the darkness going into the womb going into the void of potentiality and that's the way he always thought of it was this is where we go to create what we need to create for the new or create for a healing create for ourselves it was always going into that darkness of the void or the, the womb that place of birth but never was it ever thought of as being empty or nothing it was incredibly full of everything that could possibly ever be created simply just sitting dormant yeah so and this potential everything that you guys have all said it's our potential yeah that's where the potential sits hmm. yeah right. this i i i don't know if we can go back to this but um when we were talking earlier about consciousness i was thinking about two things um one brian you were mentioning the, the zero ones and i was thinking of the bi binary code and how me too it's interesting about those numbers and how we we've created this third dimensional reality that's or programs that could be on this binary code of zero and ones that was one thing and then the other thing i thought of was consciousness if we can have a conversation at some point to go back to artificial intelligence and at yep. what point does that go into consciousness and, you know anyway that was something a little bit away from the void well, but I, I i do feel like we are like the, uh, we are ai in some sense like we are like um designed and that our dna is like a code it's like you know g-a-t-c or whatever and the way in which it and also every single cell in your body has dna in it that has trillions of coding in it that is the that's like a part of the whole so your fingernail cell and your you know whatever your a, a cell on the top of your foot like they have this thing called differentiation which we don't understand how it works but one tells the cell like as you start out as an embryo as one cell and then split into two and then split into four and then blah 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 and then you are here but like that's all coded 
and every cell knows its place and how does it know its place and like and if you and also you could take one cell from anywhere from your hair and get the entire whole like it still contains the information of the whole and that's that's some and we're kind of i think we'll get to a place where and that's another thing what happens when you get to a place where you replicate yourself like what happens when we do figure out how to create some sort of sentient uh, artificial intelligence that does that prove that we aren't base zero at that point like if we aren't a pro like um like we're created if we can create oh wait i'm not i have to like it says time is running out this meeting will oh, no. end in minutes. No, we have 10 minutes we have to solve the, the universe in 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep on talking. I'm going to see if I can buy the. Oh yeah, I can. Uh, buy it. Is that is that ten minutes? What do you get? Just a half an hour? You get forty minutes for free, and then you have to like pay for some other. Well, thing. you can you we can just log out and log in quickly if you don't want to buy it you know what i'm saying like we could just you could edit all this but I've, I've been wanting to buy it for a while but i just haven't because i'm lazy with actually figuring out where my purse is to go get the thing to like yeah i gotta talk a little bit yeah. about the millennial that's going on right now so we need to buy some time okay um <laughs> Hold on, that. I'm gonna buy I love it. Our, our third dimensional consciousness of we can buy time. <laughs> it's just actually technically hard to buy this because I tried this before. It's like I don't know what they're saying. Whatever. I just want to pay PayPal. Oh, okay. Never. Mind. Continue going on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I have an answer to. Well, I have an opinion anyway on a. AI. So I think AI is being developed from a completely different dimension than what true consciousness is. Because consciousness is not just in this dimension. Consciousness, the way that the cell divides in the embryo, it's, there's nothing in this dimension that's doing that. We're just watching it happen. It's almost like it's a dimension above us guiding this division, right, this, this growth. But the way AI is being developed, it's mostly data and algorithms. And basically, like, they're building these algorithms within confines of this dimension. Like, it still has to follow logic, like, at least human logic or computer logic. It needs to, it needs to follow certain guiding principles. But when you look at the universe, when you look at mountains, when you look at the ocean, how did any of that get created? There's the guiding principles for that are so much farther beyond anything in this realm that I don't really have a fear that we're going to get replaced because I don't think they're even approaching the problem correctly. They're coming at it from a logical perspective where consciousness is pre-logical. It's pre-verbal. It's, it's the foundation to all that. And it's a dimension deeper in reality. And I don't see them practicing mysticism I, or practicing. That's true. Either. They're very conscious. something of life. They're not studying life. They're studying science, which is great. But I don't think consciousness is just going to erupt from that. So I don't think we're going to be replaced. I think, on the contrary, we're going to be more important than ever in terms of our humanity because our society's just been turning us into robots slowly. But when this happens and this singularity happens, it's going to be the humanity in people that's going to be the differentiator 
and that's going to be more important in the future, I think. This That's whole it. question of 5G, um, I've really been trying to look into it just so that I could understand it a little bit more. And what I'm, what I'm seeing is what it really is. It's, it's a surveillance state more than it is something that's coming in to give you faster computers, you know, and better iPhones. It's a, it's a complete and total surveillance state of AI and AI is looking at us and watching us and trying to figure us out. And we don't have any way to opt out of 5G. That's where it's a weapon. You know, 3G, 4G, we could opt out because everything depended upon cell towers. And you could leave your phone at home and go away, but 5G is a total, everybody opts in. No matter where you go, mountains or whatever, it, it, it can find you and see you because it's coming from satellites in the sky that have completely wrapped this planet. And this whole surveillance is really, it's this AI intelligence, which I'm sure is off planet, extraterrestrial, trying to watch humanity, trying to watch all these organic things down here. And how do we work and how do we operate? Most of all, we have a soul and emotions, something that this, this AI complex doesn't have. Um, you know, already in China, the, uh, the policemen have helmets and they have these visors that they can drop down. And in that visor, they can look at someone and through the facial recognition, everything about that human being comes up in the visor. Everything about their health, everything about um, did they commit a crime? Did they pay their taxes? Where do they work? Did they get their vaccines? Everything is right there in front of them. So there's, there's just no hiding with this 5G. And, uh, you know, who knows, next year, two years, maybe that will be happening over here. I think that's where they're trying to take us right now, um, is to move into the same atmosphere that China has. It's, you know, a lot of what's going on now is like a test. How quickly will we uh, take orders without questions? You know, will you just wear a mask because somebody told you to wear a mask? Or will you, because we're organic and we have a soul and a mind and consciousness, we're going to say, wait a minute wait a minute, I don't want to wear a mask and I'll tell you why. And these are my facts. So AA is going to want to look at that, you know, really and just go, hmm, interesting how that, that thing down there, that organic thing is thinking because they don't have that capability. I think AI is, it's, it's, there's nothing in it that's organic. It's created, it's made, it's coming from another uh, dimension or another planet. It's uh, coming to take over this planet because it has, as in many planets, it's been a complete takeover of the sentient beings that are, that are on it. And I think it wants to absorb us as much as possible. Um, it has a huge ability to influence us, especially through our emotional bodies. And I look at what's going on now with the, with the riots, and I, and I want to separate out protest from riot, because I'm all for peaceful protests. Uh, I'm not for the fighting and destruction of property, um, fighting with people, killing, all of that. And to me, that is a direct example of how AI is taking control of a lot of unconscious human beings, uh, telling them to go ahead and separate, fight, divide. And they're just, they're just reacting like that. Um, some of the interviews they've done with some of these uh, people that are actually in the rioting end, you go up and 
I've seen these newscasters ask them, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? They can't answer it. They literally, they just go blank. There's like nothing there. They go blank. They went to one guy who, you know, was carrying the sign around and said, um, oh, kill Trump for treason. So the newscaster went up and said, so you want to see President Trump die because of treason? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was the treason? I don't know. I don't know what the treason is. Well, why would you want to kill somebody? Just anyway, for any reason, just kill them. All I know is just kill them. So it's like <clears throat> they're being programmed through AI to do a lot of dark magic and a lot of black magic, and they're not aware. The consciousness isn't high enough in so many people. So for me, AI, is, it's, it's coming quickly. It's coming here. I don't trust it in any way, shape, or form. And uh, how do you combat it? This 5G, for me, it, again, it's all going to go back to raising our consciousness, raising our awareness, so that we're ahead of 5G and we're not behind 5G. Because after 5G is 6G, 7G, 8G. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be chipped. I don't want to become part of that complex. And there's a lot of good things that can come through. They can do remote um, operations from it. Wonderful healing technologies could come from this. And as we all know, everything has a good side, a light side and a dark side. The dark side of this AI is, is completely overtaking our organic, emotional humanness, our godlikeness, because uh, they're trying to create an AI god here on this planet because they exist in so many other planets. And it's yeah. another force coming in. Yes. Danielle had a spider, like a, like, what was that spider dream that you had, Danielle? Remember? Yeah. I, I think that was AI. That's what, yeah, I had read that after that that was possibly AI. Um, I've actually seen an yeah. AI bug. I have an AI bug, yeah. Bug wow, I've never like seen one. Bee, and it wasn't. It was a mechanical bee. You saw it live? Where? where? I saw it live. It was at one of the UFO conventions. And I was with a friend. Oh, no, I was with my sister. And we were inside. This was the big international UFO convention. And we were sitting inside the auditorium. And I might have been a David Wilcock uh, talk that we were at. It was one of the longer ones. It was probably David. And we were sitting there. And this bee went by. And my sister's very uh, allergic to bee bites. And she was, oh, my God. you know. And I got concerned. So I got up and I was looking at it and I saw it flying around and I even thought, that's a weird pattern for a bee to fly because it wasn't going up or down or around. It was just a straight line. And so I followed it and then it finally landed on a chair and I went over to it. When I really looked at it, I went, that's like a little mini drone. That's not even a real bee. And when cool. I tried to touch it or pick it up, it was gone. So, you know, there's, there's your AI right there already and I, I wouldn't doubt you know you go to any of those ufo conventions and you've got all kinds of fbi cia intelligence people there listening watching again taking information about how many conscious people are here who's really believing this which is usually everybody there uh maybe checking in on people's conversations but well i find the whole thing really fascinating to be honest with you whether or not um whatever it brings is to be, I guess, uh, determined. 
based on our actions and our thoughts and whatever we're at right now, I guess the crossroads. But the, the quantum computers really blows my mind. It just is, it's amazing to me that at some point that AI, quantum computers will be running by themselves. So there will be this, we're apparently, what I've heard is it's gonna happen before 2040 or even 2030. So within pretty much our lifetime, we're gonna be able to see how quantum computers are running. Is that related to 5G at some level? I'm sure it is, I don't really know. I don't know, I'm just learning just briefly about it. Um, but I do think that Brian, what you said was, you know, about whether, about maybe that's a false one. You were talking about that earlier, um, you know, and, and this and AI versus the organic one and, and the complexity of it and how it's just completely different. Um, it makes me think, not that I disagree with that. I, and I actually, I, I feel like, you know, intuitively, I know nature and what we have here and being in nature is what makes me feel good. It's just that's the direction that I, that I feel that that's for me. But, um, but then there, there's also this part that's like, wow, look at this technology. And I, and I feel like, how are we going to intertwine that in a way that's positive for the next new earth, I guess. And also if, if we're at, if we're um, in infinite time and we were at some point created and we are, um, an intelligence that was was a created intelligence you know i think of interview with the uh, alien book <laughs> nikki and it, so but this happened millennia ago that perhaps that code just is at the beginning phases because that code is, is so complex so if our dna is so complex to the point that it is it's it's only because it's been around for so long evolving and changing and and being um I mean, manipulated is such a negative word, but anyway, it's some some way shaped that that maybe it's just the beginning of a new reality that that humans are creating. And and I I also ask myself like, what does it mean to be human? If we wanted to continue the human race, it, it are we is this what it is to be human, or are we going to be advanced humans? Are we going to be superhumans? What does that mean exactly? What does it mean to be human? And I mean, I think it's ever evolving. Right. Yeah. But also there's, you know, homeo sapiens versus, you know, what, right. what exactly is that? At what point are we not a human race anymore? I don't know. I think we can already see, uh, we can already see just through a lot of spiritual practices and a lot of the oriental practices, whether it's through martial arts or meditation or how you live and eat, um, you can gain superhuman powers. And then you've got this group that are going to don't want to do that. They want to gain superhuman powers by merging with AI. So again, it's like a road. We've always got these choices to take and we've got this good and bad of AI. You know, I, I would love to continue to live close to the earth and, and farm and create my own food and have my own spiritual practices and live with a group of conscious beings and be able to use um, high tech uh, research, like internet. Research, yeah. yeah, and tools. Yeah. tools yeah. So use them as tools that make my life easier and better. Maybe I'll never have to work again because AI will take all that away and I can choose where I want to live and who I want to live with and where I want to go. Um, I think that's the way it's going to go, but I think it's people like us 
in communities that we create of people like us that are going to be able to bring out the best of this AI and stop it from becoming <clears throat> a destructive part in our life, which I think is what the intention is. I think the intention is very much to be destructive because it has such a potential to control <clears throat> everything. And you got to say, where is all this massive amount of data going? Who's reading it? And who is going to make the choices for us according to the massive amount of data that they have? Our, this free will and free choice that's, that we have been brought into a world to be sovereign and to have these decisions to be able to make. And AI wants to take that away. So I think uh, for light workers and wanderers and star seeds, that's why we came. We came for a very specific reason right here, right now. COVID started it. As soon as COVID came in, I knew I was like on my knees. It's like, thank God I lived long enough to <laughs> see my mission. You know, I knew it was here, but I thought, hell, I could die tomorrow and I won't, I won't have accomplished what I have to accomplish you know and and here it is it's it's here now it didn't come in the way i thought it was going to come and now everything's just being thrown at us everything is just being thrown at us as fast as possible there are so many timelines that are coming together that i don't think even the creators of these timelines knew was going to happen but people are waking up they're going faster faster and faster they're seeing the lies faster and faster now we need to speak up you know it's time to take off the ugly mask of suppression what's shutting down the throat chakra, you know, don't speak, all that, all that nonsense. I'm always fighting in town because I won't wear a, I've never worn a mask and I won't wear a mask. Oh, Dallas just put a $500 fine if you don't have a mask on today. Yeah. I'm like, This dang. is just nonsense. This is, it's all part of the plan to, uh, how far will you go before you will speak up? How far are you willing to be suppressed? before you will stand up and speak out. Okay, so I am not scared of AI and all this stuff at all. And I don't know if that's just ignorance or what, but like I have this like feeling that I'm just like, <sighs> what people always underestimate and it baffles me is that like, and that's when we talk about like 3D, 4D, 5D or whatever. It's just kind of like, I, I think there's something really real to our astral body and to our dreamland and our dream time. Like, I feel like those are the dimensions that are, that are going to integrate. And I feel like those are the powers that are going to manifest. And I feel like our powers of manifestation are going to merge with our dream time and help us to combat all these things. And like, you will bring in what I, I don't know. I just feel like I have an intuition that just tells me like, well, okay, if you, if you want to live in, mad max society of you know like where everybody's a, a bot then, then like that's going to be your reality but if you don't want that reality i think you can like you can, I, I don't know i feel like we're we have a lot more power that like mental not even mental astral power than we realize and i feel like for me that's that's been starting to come on um stronger like i like I had, um, when, when Danielle was telling me about her little spiders, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, like we can, um, like, what did I say? Something about how like we can, we can imagine like the, the grid, which I think is like some sort of like karmic and 
um, prison system or something that we have, like the energy grid around the earth. And you can imagine like the spider webs of and all these little bots or whatever you want to do. And you can, you can like literally transmute stuff like in your brain, in your mind's eye, you can, you can take COVID, you can like, you can, you can really do stuff that um, and I don't know if it's just in your imagination and it makes you feel good for 20 minutes, whatever, even if that's that, that's awesome. It's better than going around being like, oh, 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 you know, and I feel like that's what, that's what most humans are doing. But uh, uh, maybe, maybe what, if I am a star seed or whatever that is, if that's the thing, like maybe I just will spread me being like, Hey, don't be scared. <laughs> There's nothing to be scared of. This is just, it's just a game. Yeah, it's not about being scared, it's about being educated, though. Well, yeah, I am aware of it, too, but I am saying that, like, I I like to, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm some, some, some kind of, like, ninja warrior with it, too, in my brain. I can just, like, mmm, you want, here's some, take some of that. <laughs> like, I don't know. Those pinkies are so scary right there, like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like. Yeah, well, you know, maybe. I'm about to become tele telepathic. That's about to happen. And then I'm going to be able to fly. It's all going to happen. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to split. Basically, it's going to be the people trapped in the system and then people that are seeing it and are saying no, like us. And yeah, that's going to happen. Like, it's already been happening. Like, I think more people are going to live in communities. I think so, too. And there's going to be more fight for land, like more legal fights. And that's going to be like the next battlefront because we're going to need to get out of cities. Cities are traps. Cities yeah, are, are giant mouse traps. Yeah. I mean, just living in concrete, surrounded by concrete, just that alone messes up your electrical balance with the earth. Your electrical balance affects your consciousness and how harmonized it is. So everywhere, all over the country, people are just out of harmony with themselves, like with the earth's balance, electrical fields. Yeah, tell him, tell him how long you've been without a phone, Brian, now. He's, he's, he's like no phone at all. No, I don't have a phone. It's, uh, I don't know, it's been three months. But I'm not going to ever have a phone again. <laughs> I don't yeah. want a phone. It's, the right. peace of mind is, way, is worth way more than just being addicted to this screen. Like the screen itself is an addiction because they add these colors to it in a way that our brains are supposed to be stimulated by colors. It's a way for us to detect flowers and fruits and snakes and stuff like that. So they know that they study human psychology and they make it architecture it in a way that it's so addicting. Yeah. And we are the guinea pigs for this. Like people don't understand like our brains are, everyone's a drug addict now, mm -hmm. literally because our brains are synced up like a drug addict. So I do the computer cause this is how I make money. So I need the computer, but the phone, I realized I don't need it. So I'm not gonna get a phone, I'm not gonna buy a car. I'm just gonna live in nature with friends and grow food and develop myself. Because yeah, when this comes, when the 5G and all that comes, it's just your vibration. That's the only defense you have. But honestly, that's the only defense you need. You just have to vibrate at the highest level and nothing can affect you. Like what you exactly. said. And I, yeah, I it doesn't, it, for me in the end, it, if that is true, which I also think it is, then it really won't matter if you're in a city because there are people that are going to have to continue to live in cities or it's going to be that way. And there's wonderful things that are happening in cities in terms of urban gardens and communities. And so in that aspect of it, the community aspect of it can definitely happen in communities, in cities. 
Yeah. But I think that it will, there'll be some intentionally conscious people either placed there intentionally by their own will or somehow will be there in order to keep that vibration up as well because because it's necessary. It's not everyone's going to be able to move into outside of city communities. Um, and I do think the interpersonal aspect of it is a huge component of really raising the vibration within the cities. So do you know like which cities are like ahead of that? Well, Detroit actually was doing um, really good work with community gardens. I don't know. That was a couple of years ago. I don't know what's going on with all of the current yeah. situation. Yeah, because of 2008, when everybody uh, bailed out of there, they had a lot of artisans and a lot of people come in for like really cheap housing. And yeah, I don't know, some of these places, they just suck. And I know they suck. And I'm sorry, I can say they suck because I visited all of them through all seasons of the year. And I'm, I'm not talking about like they suck. I'm saying their weather sucks. Like <laughs> in winter, Detroit is miserable literally they have water fountains frozen it's just like and it's forever it's like a six month winter i i yeah i yeah. feel bad for all that but we do need like a we do need like a mecca type city where all of us type of people that want to do this like different kind of lifestyle can go and migrate there and then we all just start contributing and we transform a whole city and we just I, start with one like city. a town you need like a town not like a city all right, let's start with um, let's start with Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, <laughs> what, where's that? California. That's where we're starting a community. So. Oh, you're starting a community there. Oh, cool. California is uh, is expensive, bro. Yeah, you're right. That's why I live in Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of me thinks it might. It might not be in the U.S. because the U.S. is such a heavy vibe and it's so authoritarian, like technically, not politically yet, hopefully never, but just technically the, the authority there, like the police state is so complete that sometimes I think South America would be easier. So like I've been looking here in South America to see a city that's trying to wake people up. Like that would be ideal. I I was I really do think we should do the Ubuntu like get like business plans together and go to mayors of every city and be like hey um, have you got uh, I think I've sent you guys both Michael Tell Michael Tellinger's Ubuntu movement where is his plan is just like you take one small town like of five thousand people and a thousand people have to basically participate participate and you can be anything your business can be like canning peaches or whatever and um whatever the industry of that location that they live in is and basically you have one third investing one third reinvesting into other projects and then one third going back to the people of the community who are, who are participating in it and you get basically free labor because you put three hours of work in if a thousand people put three hours a week into it then you can um create a cheaper product for the market that's awesome and then eventually you'll end up getting so much money from that that you won't even have to have a regular job that's the whole entire um concept of it but you just have to start by getting smaller um communities interested in doing that which i don't know how you do that exactly but yeah. you can't you can't go to a democratic mayor that's not going to work oh <laughs> democratic mayor will, will is not going to be there to allow you to do something that is that um people oriented it is it, it won't work yeah 
So you need to go to a Republican? Go to a Republican town. But the Democratic governors, are they're, they're all owned. It's not going to happen. They want chaos right now. They want to get rid of the police states. They want anarchy. And what's going to come in is going to be a socialist, communist type of, oh, God, governing. I, I don't even know how to call it governing. Uh, but that's the atmosphere that is coming here. That's what we're fighting right now. Um, I agree with you, Brian. I don't think it's going to be in America. America is like the most important place on the planet. And everything is being, all the weapons are being focused at America because they want to bring America to its knees. You know, it's, it's the symbol of democracy and independency and being able to live and work basically the way you want. And all this... AI coming in and the groups that the cabal the, that is they don't they don't want to see that in America they got to bring America down first and then they'll be able to go to other places and bring it down you know my uh, I don't see myself staying here I don't think this is going to be a place to grow or a place that's going to be safe I can even see the United States going into civil war within the next year especially I will bet you especially if Trump doesn't get reelected there's going to be such a fight. I think either way, either way, even if he does or if he doesn't, we're so polarized that it's just... And I think it's not going to be the old North and South Civil War. Now I think it's going to be the East against the West to balance that out. People are going to be moving uh, all over the place, you know, depending on uh, what their uh, religious preference is, because religions are going to be attacked depending on what party gets in political, what's your political party, what's your financial status, what's your race. People are going to be flying everywhere trying to find towns that agree with them. You know, we better go over here because um, they're Democrat or they're Republican. And well, there's not, there's not a whole lot of blacks over there. It's all white. It, it's all going to come down because we're not, um, we're not resolving these millennial issues of polarization. It's just coming to one big head. It's like one big pimple right now that just has to be burst and this shit goes everywhere. We don't know where it's going to fall. You know, yeah. it needs to happen. To me, this has to happen in order to heal. Everything is entropy right now. It's fallen in on itself. It has to come right. out. Um, well, the two-party system itself is just really not absolutely sustainable at all. So that's part of the problem. I mean, to be honest with you, when you when you said the Democratic mayors won't take it, well, you know, I, I, I'm not registered as either major party for obvious reasons to me. Anyway, um, and, and but at the same time, that kind of struck a chord because I don't usually identify Republican at all to be, but anyway, um, but actually over the course of the past maybe year, I decided to just kind of try to get out politically as much as I can um, and really just try to not get absorbed so much into it because it, it's, it, for me, it's draining um, and, and try to look at, I don't know, just face these issues in a different way. I'm not really sure exactly how that's going to be, but in terms of whether or not things are going to change. I know how it's going to be direct democracy. Direct democracy. <laughs> One, you vote, yes, exactly. One person, one vote for each, each issue. Um, but also, if direct democracies can have socialism or any other system. So uh, while you were, Nikki, you were talking about the system that, that, that this, that, what, I don't remember, Mike, Michael, is that what his name is? Who, who you were just mentioning with the system? Oh, of, uh, yeah, Michael Tellinger. 
Michael Tollinger. But and that that sounds like a feasible system. Um, but then I was thinking in Mexico there are systems here that are are, are corrupted um, that that don't work. But in smaller communities they have the people that belong to those communities have already communal work together. They have communal land together. So I think it's going to pop up differently and it's going to look different depending on what people democratically want to happen. So so it doesn't. It's not like it's going to be one world order type of system everywhere would hopefully <laughs> people are going to be able to decide how their community is going to look or what it's going to be like well let let the let the muggles figure all that shit out we got to figure out um <laughs> how to become more magical really besides meditation which i'm into i'm doing, brian i've been meditating i've been doing it i'm uh besides that we we have to figure out how to become more magical that's the that's that's the like how do we how do we make this consciousness work for us more than than against us i don't know that's the that's the ultimate question right i think that's our way living here and our way out is just consist consistently becoming more aware and more conscious and more aware and more conscious for me that's going to be the answer to just about everything that's going to be happening yeah, go back and, to the consciousness point. Yeah, and, and the support of our community that's also thinking the same way. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, about the consciousness, this is this is not exactly directly related to what you're asking, Nikki. But um, I was thinking about the, the the pyramid and and how in I guess I think it's Palenque. Anyway, I was reading before 2012. I was reading about the Mayan calendar in 2012 and how you know each level of these pyramids are um, just a compilation of a next uh, of a next uh, of the level before it. So if the original the bottom layer, which took the longest, was the creation of of this universe and then the next level was um maybe where where humans came on the scene and then each level up was faster and shorter than the previous um level and it was because every we already had that consciousness from the level before so 2012 uh, accumulated all of those those consciousnesses and we're in the galactic consciousness right now so these things are happening so much faster and it is like we're all becoming more conscious because we've already we've already had that at a cellular level we've already done all these things and now we're at this point where it's just kind of happening really fast right so it's just accelerating the further up we go yeah, yeah. so the consciousness is just happening faster for more people oh too bad brian had to leave us yeah i think he, his internet must have gone out yeah. <laughs> um, or I lose you. Yeah. Oh, he's back. So, anyway. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's an electrical storm here. So, I don't know if it's going to stay on, but I'll stay on as long as I can. <laughs> well, what, why don't you add to it right now or, you know, your thoughts just as you dip out? What is the conversation? I, I haven't been on in like three minutes. 
Oh, well, she was talking about how she thinks like consciousness is accelerating, like just like how with pyramids, like the base takes longer to build and then, and then it gets easier, the, it, it, or it accelerates the higher you, the, the higher you go because up. Because we, we don't have to relearn what our ancestors learned. We, we, we already know those things. The hundredth monkey happened and now here we are, we're at the tip, which is the galactic, um, the galactic age and that's the galactic consciousness, which is where, which is the tip of the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think things do speed up just by nature. Like the design of nature is a spiral and it feeds on itself. It's like a feedback loop. So as it does, it does more. As it does more, it gets more feedback and it does more. So it's like the Fibonacci sequence as well. Like the numbers go up higher the later on in the sequence. Like they dramatically go up more intensely. So everything is like exponential in its growth, or at least most things. I mean, even if I mean, everything, everything. So yeah, I can definitely see consciousness as evolving faster. That's why it's so like despairing the news and like the state of the world, but the state of consciousness is such a hope. And it's, I mean, when I think of that, like there's no power that can defeat that, nothing. It doesn't matter what it is. It's, that is reality itself. Like, like there, compared to reality itself, AI is just a toy. Like let's suppose all of the world is encapsulated in this global 5G network and they're using like all the data mining to track every human on earth. Okay, well, the, let's say the whole earth is enslaved. Okay, so it looks hopeless, right? It just take one electrical storm through space to cut out all the of the circuitry. All yeah. of them is, and it's gone forever. It's literally like that. It's like a flood. Like their, their intelligence at work is way beyond human intelligence and beyond AI intelligence. So I just feed that. I try to starve all the fears that I have and I try to feed that vision. And I say, how can I just build that vision into reality? That gives me enough hope to not be depressed during all this craziness. That's like um, getting together with global meditations, you know, and you choose some kind of a topic. You could almost choose the satellite system for 5G, you know, and get a few million people together who are meditating <laughs> On let's turn the system off, you nice. know, <laughs> turn off because we've seen that power of group meditation before, and you know, less uh, crime, lessening crime, different places, and uh, or use it as a tool. We could actually use it as a tool for ma for for yeah. what we want our mass message to get through. Yeah, because that's what's happening right now. Even with us using the internet, we're using this this tool, and our vibes are going out into internet world and hitting whoever reaches along the way so so in that sense it's like well you know 5g it, it is what it is right now not that i want to see I, I don't want to see it proliferate but at the same time we could if it does whatever happens happens we can still use it there is i totally agree brian there's no there's it just takes one little thing or there's never there's never a reason to lose complete hope at some point there's infinity our souls will go on forever it's nothing is ever lost exactly yeah i think the game of life is are you going to be hopeful about it or are you going to be sad and depressed about it i think that's all of life like if you just flip that switch the whole reality changes on you yeah oh and just to just to clarify though but like um so the sat satellite internet is different from 5G. 5G is short form. Wait, so it's it's these towers that that's why they need you to live in cities because um, you have to be very close to the tower and it actually it, it's a very um, strong um, 
whatever frequency and signal that it puts out, but it can only go so far. So it's very, it's so, that's why they, they claim that it like hurts your cells and this and that. But the satellite stuff, like the Elon Musk Starlink and, and any kind of satellite, that people keep on lumping that together. And I keep on telling people they're, that's apples and bowling balls. Like they're, that's two different things. Like the satellite has has already existed for since the 70s. They're just putting more and more out there, which you could argue there's a lot of shitty things about why, like, you know, even more surveillance can happen that way. There can be even more, um, like no place is um, rural anymore because even in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, you will have internet and satellite. So, you know, like they're, they're, that's its own thing though, but that's a, an old technology that has been there even in the 70s. The 5G is a completely separate thing, but it's it's a physical close to your household. Like they have to put it within, it has to go within every um, like t uh, five or 10 miles. It doesn't go very far. So two different things, just to clarify. And 5G goes after your oxygen. So if you go, if you go all the way back to the Spanish flu, and my grandfather died in the Spanish flu, um, within six months of a huge pandemic outbreak, and six mean, months meaning either just before, during, or just after, within a six-month period of a huge virus pandemic, usually uh, something electromagnetic has changed on the planet. So with, um, with the swine, no, not the swine flu, with the uh, 1918 flu, that was radio waves. We had radio coming on. So there was an electromagnetic change on the planet Earth that was huge. So we then had this huge outbreak. The worst pandemic we've ever seen was with, was with that one. Then uh, we had another um, coronavirus pandemic come out when uh, sonar came out. And then we had another one, let me think. Did I write that one down? Yeah, uh, we, we are electric beings and anytime yeah, our frequency is messed with, it's- Each state, um, as we increase, the electromagnetic waves of the planet and us are being affected through um, the 3G, the 4G, the 5G. So each G that goes up, there's more electromagnetic influence we resonate. We resonate human resonance to the planet. So if the planet is feeling it, we're going to feel it. But then the coronavirus came out at the same time that 5G was put up in China and Wuhan. So there, we're seeing that the oxygen, the air element, ooh, that reminds me, I wanted to go back to that, to this thing I've been working on. Um, every time there is a huge increase in communications, we go through a flu or an epidemic. And the people in China, I mean, they literally were just falling over and they weren't falling over dead, they were falling over from the lack of oxygen because it was affecting the blood and the blood flow to the lungs and the brain was not happening. And then what that does is it triggers these coronaviruses that are already in us. We've got so many viruses and bacteria that are dormant within us that as soon as we get a pickup in this electromagnetic field, it opens up the dormant virus in the body is trying to expel because any virus is about expelling something that is already in us. So it's trying to expel this overload of electromagnetic energy that we can't handle because we're these beings and we can only handle so much. And then we kind of, 
we kind of get used to it. We have to build our immunity again. We have to take, do another diet. We have to do another form of exercise. We're so resilient. The physical body is very resilient. So, you know, we have to keep working on these things. So now I'm really realizing, and I've automatically changed my diet, um, exercise plan, everything, because intuitively I'm being told I need to do this. I need to step up my own care of myself and maintenance of myself, not just, uh, you know, the mental and the spiritual, but I got to think about my emotional and physical well-being as well to keep raising these vibes for when and if 5G actually comes here. And, you know, they're talking about, I'm sure in October, everything's going to close down again. There's no doubt about it. Emery Smith, who we're going to do something with this weekend, mm -hmm. in his last talk said that he was already aware of three or four more coronaviruses that had been made and planned to be put out. This one will probably be dropped from the air because the first one just didn't do a good enough job. Well, so, they've been preparing us forever. The second wave will be worse. The second wave will be worse. I mean, if exactly. you, I guess they're, they're preparing you to, to believe this to the, yeah, you know, I don't know. But I, if I've got time, I just wanted to bring this up because I think it's something all of you who are meditators and thinkers can, can help yeah, work on. Definitely. Is, um, so in a lot of my shamanic training, my teacher was a Navajo and they are, uh, they have no problem going to the dark side. Uh, or, or to anything that's occultish or black magic. So when being with him, I lost my fear of really um, trying to read it, study it, whatever it, because I'm filled with enough light that I feel like I can combat it in my own life. Mm -hmm. So when you really look at what are the elements on our planet, the elements are the emotions of the planet. So you can really feel what the planet's going through, the collective consciousness on the planet of humans is affecting the elements. And it also expresses what the collective is doing. So right now the air element is uh, being used in a black form to attack humans and sentient beings on this planet. Um, Aquarian age, air element. Lucifer is the god of air. Um, 5G is in the air. Coronavirus attacks the oxygen. Um, we're being told to wear masks. So cover the airflow in your body. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. There's, God, there's so many. There's so many things that are going on right now. Um, so many. Let's see, the, uh, the symbols that are out there that are being used are really obvious because almost everything is black. So you've got the, the black masks, you've got black boxes, you've got black obelisks, you've got black pyramids. Um, all of the Masonic symbolism that is coming up is coming up and a lot of time it's being shown in black. So they're really going after us. You've got all the, God, the, the forest fires that are taking the oxygen out of the air. That's coming at us. I wish you could see it, but we, I haven't been able to see the mountain in three days. We are so covered with smoke because we have so many fires that are going on in Southern Colorado and all the smoke is coming here. So there's another air element again. They're trying to 
go after us so that we can't breathe. Well, then you got the slogan that people are using, put on a black mask and say, I can't breathe. So too many people are, they're feeding into this um, and they're not looking at it through an intuitive point of view or consciousness point of view of there's, there's something behind all the symbolism that is not good. And so I'm trying to combat that symbolism um, with as much white as I can, or with as much color in my life that I can that will combat this, this negativity that is going on. And I think if you really start looking a lot, you can come up with more things that are being fought through the air element that is that is just happening airwaves 5g um we're spending our time on the internet because we're not supposed to go outside but we, that's that could be the positive use of an air element is going through the airwaves on the internet and doing things like this and trying to lift the consciousness up and above um everything else that's going on uh does anybody have any examples that they can think of? Well, I know a good one. Do you know what sylphs are? Or is that what they're, is that what they're called, uh, Danielle? I, that's what I call them. Sylphs? <laughs> I, can't I, I don't know if sylphs. I explained it. They're like, okay, so fairies are real, and so are unicorns, apparently. And dragons. And like, and drag. Daniel's into drag. Dra These things are real, okay? And I used to think that they were hogwash until I saw them. So, um basically there's these things called silts which are they clean up like stuff in the sky like and uh the other day I, I i gave you the video danielle remember like i i i saw this um kim trail and it was like kind of like around sunset and there was thousands of just these wispy they're really really wispy crowds and they literally just ate it ate the contrail just or the kim trail or whatever you want to call it it just sat there and just like just ate it and I was like oh those are some sills those are awesome like though they're I think there's some sort of um I don't know beings beings working with our yeah fairy element people or something I don't know I also think that um the fairy oh, elemental nice. people are are in charge of like crop circles and there's been some really cool ones that have started this year so I think they're they're active <laughs> We've got harp. That's another rather negative air element that's attacking. Oh, that one, yeah. Rails attacking us that way again. So uh, do what you can to combat the negative use of this of this air element right now. Uh, yeah, I, 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 okay. The 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 mass thing. Okay, let's just talk about that real quick because it's like, I. Okay, I'm sorry, but if you can smell a fart through your mask, then it's not doing anything for you. Okay. But then somebody was like some, so I kind of had that. There's the feeling of, it's like, you're trying to like keep a mosquito out with a chain link fence. But then somebody was going like, no, it's like, if I wanted to pee on you and we were both naked, I would just pee on you. But if I was wearing my jeans, I would try to pee on you, but it would just get all over my jeans and it would go down and it would like get on the pool, on the ground. You may step in my pee, but probably it's harder to get my pee. So it's, it's consideration, but I'm kind of, so like I heard that one and I was like, okay, I can see that. But then it's like, I, every time I'm wearing it, it's just for other people's comfort, but it's like fake. It, I feel like I'm in a third grade being like, okay, you wear your mask. 
it, it, until you get to the table. But then you could take when you're when you, because you're about to take a drink. Then you could take your mask off if you're gonna eat or if you're gonna drink. You could take your mask off, but then you got to put it back on before, like when you get up to go to the bathroom. But then when you come and you sit back down, you could take it off. But then, I, I mean, it's just I feel like it literally is how I was when I was making up rules when I was a little kid. And um, so it's like you're trying to be considerate for other people, but then uh, there's it's become this whole social thing. And I actually like you know do have a hard time breathing when I'm wearing them and like I'm like I have like I have a couple of cars and I'm like doing this and then I'm kind of like okay <sighs> and it's like I feel like I'm holding my breath the entire time I'm wearing one and I have to go to work next week and I'm gonna have to wear them mandatory or you're fired if you don't wear one so um yeah I don't know I have I have some conflicting things in my in my heart about that too many of the you know, the real facts just aren't coming out about COVID. 99% of the people that got it have always come out of it. Longest two weeks. Some people come out of it within four to six days, depending on your immunity and your system. It's no different than every single uh, virus and flu season that we have. And the WHO just came out two days ago and said uh, asymptomatic people are very rarely spreading it. So... Exactly. Yeah. And Why are we still wearing masks? The way, and that's and it. And if you're like, well, who reported that? Well, who did the people that you are saying who put us in this whole thing to begin with? So I, I don't know. I. Right. So We've never I. Done with any other flu season, it's been this one. So you know that there's something going on, besides. Well, I I feel there's something else going on, but what do you do when you're around a, like a sea of a million muggles who basically look like you like you're Hitler if you're not wearing your mask? Well, let me ask you all this, because this is what I find to be very interesting. So we have all the rioters and the protesters. Nobody's saying anything to them. Nobody is going in and saying six feet apart, wear your mask, you're going to be fined. Nowhere, not in a single newspaper, TV, radio, do you hear anything about those people coming together and congregating. Thousands of people went to DC, thousands of people went to New York City, shoulder to shoulder, packed in, and nobody ever brought up COVID virus. Oh my God, they're gonna spread, they're gonna spread it. We're gonna have these big epidemics coming back again. None of that was said around that. But you can go back to the people who are being good citizens and who are caring and they follow the law and uh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna walk the line. And if somebody says, you put that mask on and you need to stay six feet apart in the grocery store, everybody does it. I don't get that. So what is that all about? So then we had the uh, Democratic Party come in and try to shut down the Republican um, convention party in Oklahoma because, oh, COVID, C-19, how are you going to stay six feet apart? Is everybody going to wear a mask? You're just going to spread COVID. Nobody said anything about the rioters. Nobody said anything about, uh, we had 200 people lying down on the street in Taos um, for Black Lives Matter, shoulder to shoulder, no masks on, they hung out all day long. They partied on the plaza. Nobody, not the newspaper, radio, police, mayor, nobody said a word. Nobody said anything about, oh, they're gonna spread COVID. 
So, I mean, look at these storylines that are, that are out there that are total opposite, complete and total opposite. What I'm afraid of is there's, there's going to be too many people that aren't going to say anything and they're going to follow along the lines of what, who is saying, which is you're going to wear that mask forever. And what does that do? It just continues to separate the human population from each other. Separate, separate, separate. Create fear, lose friends, lose family members, because someone's going to say, well, you're not wearing a mask, so I'm not coming to your house. End of that relationship. Then if you do put your mask on, you are not who you are. You are not in your sovereignty. You are not following your soul spirit's voice. You're falling into this storyline that creates this lie, this falsity, this lie of shut up, cover your face, don't say anything, stand six feet apart. Some of these grocery stores, now you got to walk, you follow the line down one lot aisle, and then you have to follow the line coming the other way, and then you follow the line coming this way, because they want everybody to go in the same direction. Look at the symbolism of that. They don't want anybody going two way. This symbolism is you follow that line, you wear your mask, you be quiet. And most of the people are doing that because they think they're being good citizens by doing that. But yet all those other rioters out there and protesters, nobody says a word about their proximity to each other. Nobody has said, oh my God, we're gonna have another increase of COVID because of what's going on in Seattle, um, in, in the CHOP community. Nobody ever brings that up. But if you're a good citizen and you do what you're supposed to do, you know, you're going to be a detriment to your family and friends if you don't do, put that mask on. Do you all have the mask stuff in, the, in Mexico and in Colombia? Do you guys have this, the strict mask thing? How's it working there? Well, to be honest, if you go to a supermarket, they'll ask you to wear it, but no one's enforcing it like in the U.S. Like, I'm not going to get a fine if I don't wear it. Um, I, to be honest, I see the whole mask thing as an experiment of social control. Like, I think somebody mentioned this already. They're just testing to see how obedient have they gotten the American population. How well has their social control system worked like these past generations? I mean, the, I see the entire American system as a system of control from the money system, the educational system, the health system. Yeah. Everything is just meant to limit consciousness expansion, keep your body unhealthy, keep you unharmonized electrically, yeah. and keep you distracted from introspection. But the right. thing is now we do have introspection because people are just at home. So right. as dark as it is, there is a silver lining. That is a good silver lining. <laughs> there's always a good there's always a silver lining because nothing is completely in my opinion dark or bright everything has like a shadow and a light so yeah. like the ai we were talking about i think it's the same thing i think the mask thing like people are going to get fed up and say why do i even live here if i can't do anything here i'm spending my years on earth the most precious thing i have which is time and energy i'm yeah. spending it locked up because of a system why i mean that's a question now yeah. And I think most people will leave. Like a lot of people will leave. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're in the middle of chaos. And for me, I'm just observing it all. I have my thoughts about it pretty much along the lines of what has already been said. Um, but uh, in Mexico, we also have, you have to wear one in, in certain stores. 
um, but they're not going to fine you. You just won't be allowed to go into the store. But other than that, it's pretty, some people wear them, some people don't. Uh, more and people are wearing them because apparently we're at, we're at a peak. We're like a month behind the US. Um, but anyway, but right now I just am kind of observing what's happening and trying to keep my center really because I feel like if, if I get caught up in any of it personally, it kind of like I could get I could go off on on my you know like a soapbox about it as well. Um, but I don't I, like I, I'm not not that it's not useful because I think that we need to sh say our voices otherwise we will wind up complying and losing our our rights down the line. Um, but I but I also feel like out of this chaos is going to harmonize which direction we're we're still in the middle of kind of deciding which way we're going as a collective so we still have we still have the the um the chance to you know, to create the positive outcome so um so the, anyway that's where i'm at so i i do i think that it's also a control mechanism i'm not blind to, to any of that um and i comply when i have to comply and i'm okay i'm okay with it i don't like it um but at the same time i'm like you know what, I'm just gonna fly below the radar right here. I'm not making a, um, not going to make a big show about any particular way, one or the other, but I am going to just observe it and continue to, to, to find what I feel is right for me and what I would like to see in the world. Yeah, I don't know if the collective is going to pick one direction. I don't think there ever was just one direction. I think it'll split. I think individually people will decide, do I want to be part of this decaying right. authoritarian world? Or right. do I want to create something new? Exactly. But there's going to be people on both sides. Like, people are going to be trapped in that system for generations, but yeah. not everybody. We don't have to, that's a choice. Yeah. That's a level of awareness. Right, and it's also that third dimensional duality that just is what that dimension is, or this dimension is about. But coming out of that, it will be different. So yeah, there'll be, yeah. I, yeah. It's I gonna know. be beautiful. I think it's gonna be beautiful. Like, it already gonna, is. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be able to appreciate the concepts of life and death and laughter and food and joy. Like these are gonna be cherished things. Like before they, these things were being suppressed for materialism and for sensory input distraction. Like this is, this is necessary for the awakening. This is yes. the baby coming out of the out of the womb. Like right. the baby doesn't have a good time coming out of the womb. It's it's traumatic, right? It's painful right. for the mom and for the baby. But if the baby doesn't go through that pain, it's not going to be born. We just have to go through this pain. We're just going to be born on the other side of it. But right, it's all it's all part of the plan yeah and it's also part of the journey not to you know it's like i'm always thinking about oh you know the ascension or this fifth dimension or some other place but that's not where we're at just meet it where it's at where right now and rise to the occasion as best as you can you know there's ups and downs all the time with me so and then it's like okay face it what it is maybe i love the pimple analogy of everything coming to its head <laughs> and you know it's it's exploding out we're going and rebirthing yeah ah, yeah and i do you all uh do you all agree that dimensions are just states of consciousness and states of awareness i'm not a big person on this ascension that might be my age but i don't see ascension as a second earth or a place that i'm going to go to or that i'm going to be picked up by a ufo and carried off to a new world to me, the dimensions are, are literally 
these stages of awareness that I hope I am climbing where I can. So right now what I'm seeing is the fourth dimension is, is here because fourth dimension is the chaos that's created by the extreme polarization. And we're in it. Uh, and I think we'll move through it very quickly, maybe within a year. And then I think, again, depending on, at least in America, what happens uh, with the presidential campaign, um, we'll see more of a fifth dimensional uh, consciousness come in, I hope, through enough individuals that we can start creating what we want, you know. Like, I never know what to think about when people talk about the dimensions. I'm always just kind of like, like, you know, like my, like my brain's gone to all different thinking about it, whether it's a state of consciousness or if it's physical or if it's, you know, astral or like whatever, I don't know. Um, uh, so, or I, even timelines, it could even be thought of as, as like, um, like, like, uh, like pathways within a timeline. And, um, yeah, so like, I, I still, I still don't know how to actually visualize, think about, about what, what these dimensions are and whether they're real or happening or what, like I, 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 I have held off judgment on trying to figure out my opinion on what the dimensions are. I have an opinion as usual. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, right? Everything comes from consciousness. So if consciousness comes first, form comes from consciousness i think everything you guys are saying is right like at the same time i think when your consciousness shifts and your awareness increases essentially the forms that you can manifest or that manifest for your life experience increase in diversity and number because your awareness is comprehending more of the greater whole right. so your consciousness does expand but it is also a time and place shift because Time is an attribute of consciousness. It's not an absolute in which consciousness lives. It comes from consciousness. So if your consciousness is completely present, completely enlightened, I mean, you've all heard this, I'm sure. Like they say, oh, Osho lived in eternity or the Buddha, he had no time. He was just eternal. That means the state of, the state of time for that particular consciousness is in such a state that it's more closer to the absolute truth than it is to the diverse form dimension that we're in right now. So, sorry, that's a lot of words. I don't know if that made sense, but I guess what I'm trying to say is if your consciousness shifts, your reality, the experience of your reality also shifts. And it can be that it takes you to it somewhere else. Like people have been known to levitate and uh, and manifest stuff from their hands and like no and literally um like disappear in one place and appear in another like mm -hmm. oh teleport who, teleport yeah i forget who it was but there was a, a saint in europe i should learn this story but anyway there's many people that claim that they saw him in two different churches at the same time there's people that have been known to levitate to move things with just their mind like well, this is yeah, Sal Baba, does, didn't, isn't, when do you, what's that guy's name, Sal Baba, is that his name? Didn't he? Uh, he could manifest. Um, he just manifest out of thin air. His gold rings, um, uh, booty's booty, he could, the, the magical dust, booty, I think it's just called booty. He could manifest yeah. those things. But see, a lot of that, those superpowers of magic comes with the, uh, when your kundalini rises all the way from the base chakra through the crown 
chakra and you do become enlightened, those superpowers naturally come mm -hmm. so that you can do, you can teleport, uh, you have telepathy, you can move objects from a distance, all of those, we all have it. Yeah. As Kundalini rises, you start manifesting more and more and more and more and more of those. So if you've got a lot of energy right now that's like really, it's just like right up here, your intuition starts opening up and you're seeing things and you know things quicker and quicker and faster and faster. Mm. Um, you know, if you can eventually get it all the way through the crown chakra, then some of those superpowers manifest. So a lot of the yogis um, that have worked on that Kundalini and they have it rise, uh, it's because of that. They're completely open. All chakras are open all the time. How did I and a lot of summons too. Are you huh? seeing unseen? Yes. Oh, yeah. There was a shift. I, Did you change it? Yeah, because you you were talking, but it was still showing Brian's face, and I was like, I can't need to see you talk, so I put it on you and talk. I, it's gone. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. I, I thought it was magic. <laughs> you just manifested. Ooh, I got big all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to add one point because everything, what everyone has said, I also agree with and feel that that resonates with me. And, um, and that we're multidimensional beings. So we simultaneously exist at all of these dimensions at the same time anyway. Um, so I think consciousness is also kind of tuning into whatever dimension, whether that's a physical state or maybe not always a physical state, but any state i guess or a consciousness but it's it's kind of it's um becoming maybe more aware of that particular state at that moment right so being being aware of which path you want to go down yeah but also being maybe there's a ninth dimensional danielle soul that is my higher self or whatever dimension it's, it is that is just seeing things from a different perspective right now in its conscious state but i'm maybe I'm just conscious of this one right now, but that, that dimension is kind of, if I tune into that at some point, that, that that's where I'll be more resonating at that moment. So I don't know, just something that, not something that it's, it's something that I've thought about before, but it just. Like that's how you would that do point. that dimensional travel. You mean like, yes. Like, yeah. You would just kind of, you would just tune into that, to that vibration. I, it's not, I don't even know, but it, I guess it is a vibration. I'm not really sure, but you would oh. tune into that consciousness. Boom. Speaking of that, you remember my duplication thing that I used to have, oh, Danielle? Yes. It's come back. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is my uh, favorite. Yeah, so my latest duplication thing is like, okay, I don't know if I've told Brian and Wendy this, but like I had a series, like before me and Whoa. Danielle started the podcast thing, it was like weird. Like I had two electric toothbrushes. I had like, 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 like bunch of phone cords, brown eyeliners, like, uh, like things that weren't very common. Like I would just, I would all of a sudden be like, there's two of these things or, or like there were three little king cake babies in this one cake, even though I only put one in. So then the, the other day I was like, you know, like those nail scrubber brushes like that. So I just bought, I bought one. I just bought one. I bought one pink one. Now I have four. Four. Let's see I, them. I, okay, let me go get them. Well, actually, no, it'll take me too long because I'm in the uh, third bathroom and then it'll, it'll be too long. for it'll, It won't prove my point. I will send you a picture. I will even include it in on this thing. I've got four. I've got four of these pink, pink brushes now. When did you I buy got, them? Like a month ago, but I bought one. I bought one. I never bought four. 
Like, why would and I buy they, four nail brushes? Here? They all appeared in your bath, the same bathroom next to each other? Or? I was, I was looking in my bathroom and my shower and I was like, well, there was one there and there was one there and there was one there and there was, they were all over my shower. And Are I was just the like, same? they're exactly the same, identical. That's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, it's back. Did you look at them in real good detail to see every yes. single thing? And you know, let me tell you something. That's what happened with my phone chargers. It was even, even the tape was- You sent me that picture. And they were, I don't, I, but now, and it's even like, okay, my pink tooth, I have an electric Sonicare pink toothpaste and it has a case on it. And it was like worn the same, like the same stainage on it. And then now they probably aren't the same because I've continued to use one for two years and I've, I've stored the other one for whenever that one breaks. But I only had to buy I one. Think, I think you should try to get in contact with the entity that's doing that because they're obviously trying to get your attention and you're just over here on a podcast talking about it. They probably are like, when is she no, going to call No, it's, it's probably for me from, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, is she not get the message? Hello? <laughs> How many more I'm, do I need? I'm to thinking, play? like, you guys, can we do this with my bank account? Can we do this with yes. something like? Well, this is interesting because it, it reminds me a little bit of the quantum um, jumping, the jumping timelines, the quantum jumping that that Brian, um, what's his last name, the guy that we just saw yesterday, Scott. Scott does, yeah, and he, but it's it's he said, don't be surprised if things subtle things start changing where. This isn't quite the same. Yours is like a Mandela effect. Yes, exactly. Like, okay, oh, I thought my dog was, you know, white, but it's black. This is weird. Or something maybe not as big as that, but little things like that. And you would just be thinking that it was something else. But anyway, sounds something similar. Or somebody's, yeah, yeah somebody's trying to get your attention. I mean, last, last July, so 11 months ago, I had a 30-minute deja vu. It lasted 30 full minutes. Wow. That was, as is when I was in Chile. Like, and it was actually from a dream. I was have, and I was re-walking the entire dream. And everything I would say, I had already said. And I couldn't get out of the loop. And actually, I didn't like it because it started scaring me by about, like, after about 20 minutes, I was like, oh, my God. And the way it ended, and I knew it was going to end, is like I looked down this one alley and I saw like these little tiny shoes at the base of the thing. And I said to my friend, Martine, right before, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go over there, look over that banister, look down those stairs, and there's going to be a pair of little kid shoes at the bottom. And she was like, if that's true, if that's real, then like something's wrong here. You've been here before. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm in the middle of a deja vu. We walked over there, we looked over, it was exactly what I said, in just some weird random town, Valhalla Balaspiram, uh, or, or Val, I can't even Yeah, Valparaiso. Yeah, that, that's where we were in, in Chile. And boom. <laughs> Little no. tiny kid shoes. Like, why would there be kid shoes at the base of like a big giant stairway? I'm telling you guys, something's weird with our reality. Yeah, cool. we know. <laughs> it's all it's all a big joke. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's something. It's just a big joke. Yeah, you should um, definitely look into that because that doesn't happen, you know, to everybody. So you have some kind of power. Well, we all do, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, okay. 
and I will. I don't know how else I'll look into it, but, but okay. Fine. 